I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 119. Today's thought from above is this. Look for the glory. If you missed the pod episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. Back in 2016, I was in Australia and had a great time down there. And while I was there, I was invited by my host to attend a photo gallery of the most famous photographer in all of Australia, a man named Ken Duncan. And so I was pretty excited to go see this gallery. And when I got there, we walked around and I was amazed. Beautiful photographs of Australia, which is a beautiful country, the animals, the landscapes, and so forth. But I walked up to one particular picture, and it really just it like drew me in like it had like a tractor beam. I was drawn to this photograph, this beautiful it's it's mounted on a frame, and as I'm looking at it, it's this picture of a starry night, but this like the sun is going down in one corner, and then the uh, the stars are coming out, and it's on a beach, and then there's this rock that is jutting up, sort of almost like pointing to the sky. And I'm looking at it, and then I look at the inscription, and I see that written in, in pencil right there to name this particular photograph are the words, the heavens declare. And then next to it, it says Psalm 19. Now, I was struck by this because I had been writing for a couple of years a book about beauty, and Psalm 19 really factors into that, this idea that the beauty of the heavens, the, the heavenly realms, declares the glory of God. So Psalm 19 and this picture, I'm just the beauty of it. And then I noticed that there's this description, a little plaque next to the, to the photograph uh, of how the author did it with cool time-lapse photography to get the sun going down and the stars coming out. But then the photographer writes this, the rock in the center of the picture looks like an arrow pointing to heaven. And that phrase really stopped me again because I wrote a book about my friend Rich Mullins, his biography, called Rich Mullins, An Arrow Pointing to Heaven. So all of this is just coming together. I'm getting one of those spiritual fuzzy feelings just going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, you know, I start to tell my host what I'm experiencing with this. And just then he turns and says, hey, uh, Jim, by the way, Ken Duncan is actually here. I'm like, Ken who? And he's like, the photographer, the guy who took all these pictures, he's not ever here. He's or rarely here, but he's here today. And I want, I want to introduce you to him. And he said, Ken is this devout Christian. He gives a lot of money to missions and ministries, and, and he would love to meet you. And I said, well, I would love to meet him. So Ken comes over, and we start talking, and I'm telling him how much I love this photograph. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that's a great story when I told him about beauty and Psalm 19, the heavens declare, arrow pointing to heaven. 
And then Ken just goes, oh, well, you, you must have this, this photograph. This, you, you, this, is, this is God's plan. And I went, well, but there's a price tag over there that doesn't appear to be God's plan. I don't know that I can actually afford this. And Ken was so gracious. He goes, well, just whatever, whatever you can pay, that's fine. I, I just, I really want you to have this. Was so gracious, and I'm so glad that he did, uh, because it's hanging on our wall back here in, in Kansas, and I see it a lot. It's in our living room, so I see it a bunch. And it's every time I look at it, I am drawn to it, the, the beauty of it and what it's saying, what it's communicating. Because it's really, it is Psalm 19. If you don't know Psalm 19, it is such an important psalm. I'll just read verses 1 through 4. Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. What it's saying there is, it is preaching, it's proclaiming, it is telling us of the glory of God. That's what the heavens are doing, except they're doing it without actual words or actual speech. But their words and their speech so to speak, are actually constantly proclaiming, going out through all the earth, day to day and night to night. So it's a beautiful psalm. In fact, C.S. Lewis said of Psalm 19, I take this to be the greatest poem in the Psalter, which means in all the Psalms, the greatest poem in all the Psalms. And then Lewis said, and one of the greatest lyrics in the world. I mean, you can't get higher praise than that. And it is. It's a, it's a beloved psalm. But this idea that the heavens are declaring or telling or proclaiming the glory of God is one to really think on, to set our minds on, a thought from above. What does it mean that the heavens are telling us of the glory of God? Well, first of all, I want to define what glory is. Glory is the combination of power and beauty. So power plus beauty is glory. So you may see something that's beautiful. You see a, a rose or something. You think, oh, that's really beautiful. But it doesn't have power. It just has the beauty. But the one who made it, the person who had the ability to create that rose, now that's a combination of beauty and power. So in that sense, when we look at a starry night, we're seeing the power and the beauty of God. And that's why it's so mesmerizing, why we like to look up at the stars and the moon, and we look at it and go, wow, that's just so beautiful. But it's also powerful. And you put the two together, power and beauty, and that's where you get glory. Okay, so if the heavens are telling the glory of God, if this, this beautiful world we're living in is proclaiming God's handiwork, what is it that we learn about God from it? How do we see the glory of God in it? Well, there are a number of ways. First of all, we see that they are glorious in sheer size. The heavens are massive. Think about, say, I don't know, 500 years ago. People would look up at the stars and they would say, wow, that's big. It's, the sky is huge and those stars are very far away. But we still would have no idea. It just looked really, really far. But today, thanks to the Hubble telescope, we have some idea of the vastness of this universe. 
The Hubble telescope allows us to see some crazy number like 600 trillion miles. It's a number my mind can't even fathom. But what we've learned is that the universe is massive. It's absolutely huge. I live in the state of Kansas, and I'll often hear from people who drive across Kansas. They always say this, wow, Kansas is really big. It was like I was driving forever. And okay, yeah, Kansas is, is kind of big, I mean, compared to, I don't know, Rhode Island. But in the perspective of the world, it's not that big. Kansas is one state in the United States. And, you know, when you compare it to South America or to the African continent or something, and then you go, well, I guess it's not that big. And then you think, well, compared to the whole earth, Kansas is not so big. And then you compare it to our planetary system, our solar system. Well, earth is just this third rock from the sun. It's somewhat insignificant, really, when you think about the size of just the solar system. And then you back away and go, well, and the solar system is really a small part of the Milky Way galaxy. And then you back up even further and you go, the Milky Way galaxy is actually just a speck compared to the, the vast size of what we know. Now, why am I talking about this? Because one thing that the, the heavens are telling us about the glory of God is that God is massive. The creator of this has to be bigger than what was created. And so God, just by the, the size of it we can know, is massive. That's a huge part of God's glory. A second thing that we learn about God's glory is the universe that we live in is glorious in terms of its engineering. The way the universe is designed is, well, scientifically repeatable. I mean, the universe that we live in is made up of atoms and particles, and those all work together, and everything is constantly working in sync, which is great, right? So it's a good thing we can rely on the way things work. So when doctors are, are doing things like, I don't know, developing the vaccine, they're working with science. They're working with, with repeatable things. And your body is fascinating. I mean, just, just the human body is mind-blowing. Here's something to dwell on. Each day, your heart pumps 200 gallons of blood. That little muscle in your chest is amazing. It's pumping 200 gallons of blood every day. I mean, we should just marvel at that. The way the universe is designed is so incredibly brilliant. I mean, the way that it works together. So what does it tell us about God? It tells us that God is a brilliant scientist. And we think, oh, so-and-so, Einstein was a really great scientist. Einstein had nothing on God. I mean, we're talking about the one who made everything. That's a part of God's glory. In fact, when scientists discover things, I learned this when I was studying beauty, Scientific discoveries are often happen when someone encounters beauty. In fact, one scientist said, I'm always looking for something that's really elegant. That's, that's a sign that we're on to something, which is amazing. God designed all of this. Incredible glory. And then obviously, we see the glory of God just in beauty itself. The world that we live in doesn't have to be beautiful. We didn't like merit or earn any, anything in this regard. God didn't have to make a world with color and texture and clarity and harmony and all of those aspects of beauty, and yet God did. And then God gave us these senses, these five senses, so that we can see and hear and smell and touch and taste the beautiful world around us. Didn't have to be. But God made that because God is 
an incredible artist. And if the world is beautiful, then the one who created it is beautiful. So another aspect of the glory of God that the heavens are telling is that God is beautiful. And finally, there's a fourth one that I think of when I'm looking at the glory that comes forth from the heavens, and that is that it's glorious in goodness. Now, I'm aware, I have to do this caveat, that the world that we live in is also terrifying at times. Tsunamis and earthquakes and hurricanes like we've just experienced, these things are devastating and frightening. So there is that aspect of the natural world, but by and large, it is full of goodness. It is full of plenty. The universe, as God designed it, it has so much goodness in it that we, we have been provided everything. Goodness is that which benefits us. That's how you define the good, that which benefits. And so much benefits us. Again, God didn't have to make it that way, but God did. So that's another thing that the heavens are telling us is that God is good. God is massive. God is a brilliant scientist. God is beautiful. And God is good. C.H. Spurgeon, who was one of the greatest preachers who ever lived, Spurgeon said this, Though all preachers on earth should grow silent, and and every human mouth cease from publishing the glory of God, the heavens above will never cease to declare and proclaim His majesty and glory. They are forever preaching, for like an unbroken chain, their message is delivered from day to day and from night to night. The heavens are forever preaching that God is glorious. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I hope you join me next week for episode 120. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Ryan Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things About Podcast, you can. You can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>